What is up? Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I'm your host, Liz. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Marcus. Hi. There he is. You, ne- you never know my next move. I could. You never know when I'm going to strike. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, I assume the sign is not actually all the way in frame. No, no, it was. It was. Was it? Yeah. Well, now it's more in frame. So, speaking of not knowing when we're going to strike, this is Impact. I guess that was a segue. Um, so, yeah, Impact Wrestling. Finally, some new stuff after uh, a week of just recaps of Multiverse of Matches. I gotta say, wasn't too impressed today. Yeah, today was a real sleeper. It's like, it's it's classic Impact. They put on some really good matches, like like Rocky and Gresham was fantastic. But no big story beats, no progression, just, you know. Like, like, stuff happens, but not really much happens. You know? Yeah. No, I know. It's like... Yeah. Impact is... It's tough for me to like compare Impact to other shows, but like Impact is kind of the middle ground between AEW and and WWE. It's kind of like on the level of Raw right now because oh. yeah, well Raw's actually been pretty good recently. They've been doing some good stuff, so I'm I'm just talking right now. Um Impact is good matches, not a ton of of story in each episode. Um and and Raw has has some pretty good matches, a lot of story progression. Um but the 3 hours holds it back. And then you got Dynamite which is like the the top you got great matches. You got a lot of story progression each episode. It's all the marks. Even me. Hey. Hey, Shabba. How'd you feel about today's impact? Oh, no, like I said, I, I thought it was kind of a sleeper. It was, um... Eh. You know? Mm-hmm. Neither here nor there, and really not quite there. It was fun, but, like, it wasn't... Like bouncing off the walls, yeah, you know. It, it, every week, Impact just flies by. Like, which it, it, you, Impact used to be like one of those things where I was like, "Oh my god, we've only got we, we've only been in this an hour." Yeah, but today I was like, "Holy shit!" It's basically ten o'clock. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you would think we're we're less than two weeks away. We're like almost a week away from Rebellion. Rebellion's next week. You would think we'd be getting a ton of story progression right now to build for 
Rebellion, get like some last minute matches in, get some stipulations for matches, hype up those matches. Instead of Bullet Club and, and Honor No More with who don't have a match of Rebellion or uh, Morrissey and Brian Myers. I don't think they have a match of Rebellion. They should, but I don't think they do. They should. Um, or uh, Mickey James of a match of Rebellion? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, no. Like, like we should be getting stuff with like Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, and Mike Bailey all together. We should be getting like, like we should have gotten a, an actual promo with Josh and Moose instead of like. Th- three or four video packages um they were sick video packages though they were that that one like it was yeah. one towards the end that was like phenomenal yeah um madison rain and giselle shaw i don't think they have a match of rebellion uh Miriam said for a second i thought we were gonna get an announcement for honor no more versus bullet club until i realized all those guys had their own separate matches i thought the same exact thing we had this realization as we were watching. We thought there was going to be that match, but then Good Brothers are in the gauntlet. OGK is probably in the gauntlet. Uh, Jay is fighting Alex Shelley and Macklin. Uh, Eddie Edwards is fighting Gresham. Like everyone's got their own thing. It'll what? What will it be like? Chris Bay versus Vincent. Is is that it? Yeah, I sure. Sure, why not? Yeah, and I I think that's the problem with doing like like loading up all of these pre-taped episodes. They kind of run into this problem where an episode for TV viewers doesn't really have a ton happening. But when we went in person, it felt like a ton was happening. It felt yeah. like we were there for something special. But then we watched it on TV, and it was like, okay, all right. I didn't, I, I like I, I I'm not gonna say I was upset about this. It's just no, I. Yeah. I do think I, it, I think it's a, a a bit of a problem that impact has that I could understand people being turned off by it. Um, but anyway. Uh, let me let me run through a quick nutshell of what happened today. There's only four matches that happened. A lot of promos. We had the Champ Champ Challenge with Deanna Perrazzo. She faced Will Nightingale. Um, which was weird. Because Willow just got a shot against uh, Mercedes. Although, this was taped way before Supercard. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, we had Gresham versus Rocky Romero, which wasn't for the title. Uh, Macklin versus Alex Shelley. Great match. Both great matches. Um, and then we had Jonah versus PCO, which was a fun match. Yeah. Not a whole lot. I, uh, it seems, Impact seems like a much more casual viewing than other shows, which is nice. It is relaxing. Yeah. It's a good pace. Yeah. All right. What news do we have? 
Um, well, let's find out if my phone's gonna last through the news. Ah, probably will. We're at nine percent, but um, hang on. Last thing I was looking at was the Yankees rain delay. All right, so we've got five pieces of news, six pieces of news, but not big news. Um, one, our first piece of news is going to be that I don't have the sign up. Nice. Always timely. Always breaking. <laughs> um, okay, so. Let's talk about WWE news. Um, first things first, apparently Sangha and Grayson Waller are no longer together. Really? They are officially done. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, they broke up. This didn't happen on TV, did it? Um, I don't believe so. Okay, I was wondering, like, did I miss something? <laughs> no, it was like a digital exclusive, I believe. Um. Oh, there's a cat by my feet. Okay. Um. Other WWE news is that. Um, Jay White said that his dream opponent, this is just kind of like a fun fact, I guess. Mm -hmm. He said his dream opponent is Randy Orton. And now Ooh. I want nothing more my entire life. Like, yeah. that's all I want. The Viper versus Switchblade. Backstabber versus Backstabber. Oh. Wouldn't that be fun? Let Randy into Bullet Club. Only God. for each other to backstab each other. <laughs> God. Um, yeah I know wish he hadn't said that because like I don't think we'll ever get it but like yeah I oh. want Randy to fight everyone though I don't want Jay yeah. White to fight everyone well um um also WWE announced that they're going to be in um oh don't burn at me um, WWE announced that they're going to have a major UK show for the first time in 30 years um, at the Cardiff Principality Stadium on September 3rd, so your birthday. Um, yeah. It turns out Progress is also going to have their Wrestling Golf Madrid in that order show. That is the title of the show. Um, uh, on September 4th, the day after. So... Interesting. I would be like, oh, that's wild. But like, also, I know Progress works with WWE, so it's like not that crazy. Yeah. Um, maybe they'll have, uh, hopefully, they'll have like Walter versus Finn Balor. That would be fucking sick if they book that. Yeah. That'd be fun. I don't think they're, no, they're not on the same show, right? Walter's no. on SmackDown. Walter Finn versus Roman. Oh. Slap meat. Oh. Um, also, Maria Kanellis um, announced the um, a, a new project that she's doing called Women's Wrestling Army. Um, she announced it with like this cool little like video package. Um, I, I I don't I don't quite get what it is mm -hmm. 
or what the project is about necessarily, but it looks cool and I love women. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to find out what it means. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, I've got a little piece of news on WWE if you want me to say that at any point. Let me get through my two pieces of news only because my phone is literally on the brink of death. Okay. Um, Shinjiro Otani also has an update after the spinal cord surgery. Um, and by Otani has an update, his wife has an update. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, um, he was transferred to, transferred to the ICU, had the surgery to prevent future deterioration. Um, the procedure went as planned. It went well. Um, it was successful. Um, he has been transferred to a hospital for the next treatment. Um, and right now only so many people are allowed to visit him because there's hella coronavirus. Um, and obviously the last person who needs to get coronavirus is somebody who just had their spinal cord damaged. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, In the same fashion as Kota Ibushi, they apologize for any inconvenience. (laughs) And I'm just like, you guys don't have to. It was a freak accident. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what is going to come of this. Um, It's still very up in the air as to what his future looks like. Um, But hopefully he's fine. Or as fine as fine can be. Yeah. Um, Wish him the, the best recovery. Swift recovery as well. Yes. Um, and my final piece of news is just that Pat Buck is now a um, producer for AEW, officially. Yeah. Um, what was it? Last night we were talking about how uh, Pat Buck was at Dynamite this week and last week. So, good to see that uh, he's actually officially a producer there. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Um, um, one so of the that's reasons- all I've got. Oh, yeah. sorry. I was going to say, uh, Pat Buck said that he wanted to, like, focus on his family and AEW as a more, as, a, as an easier travel schedule. So, it's good to see that he'll be able to work in wrestling and still work with his family. Or not work with his family, yeah. be with his family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> work with those folks that he, uh... Produces family. Really loves. Yeah. Um, so my, my little piece of news is, um, a little while ago, PW Insider, I think it was like a couple days ago, they posted the internal rankings for the men's, or yeah, for the men on Raw, um, and kind of how WWE views their talent. Um, now I don't, I don't have that listing right now, but. PW Insider just today posted the the rankings for the women on Raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just the top three in baby faces and heels. Um, so as far as the top three baby faces go, it's Bianca at number one, which makes sense. Uh, interestingly enough, number two, Alexa Bliss. Oh. Didn't think she was a baby face. I mean, I guess after her feud with Charlotte, she kind of swayed that way. 
but I don't it's gonna be hard to get her off as a baby face after after coming back unless they change up her gimmick. Yeah. Um and the number three ranked babyface is Rhea Ripley. Which is weird because we saw signs of her maybe going heel. Yeah. Babyface for the moment. And and there was talk of her joining Edge's little faction. Yeah. So, That'd be cool. Unless they nixed that and they're continuing to have her be a face, but who knows? Now as far Which as the heel- they may have, knowing how they view women. Yeah. Yeah. But now as far as the heels go, this is a bit more straightforward. Uh number one is Becky Lynch, obviously. Uh number two, Carmella. The and number three, Queen Zelina. Uh it's yeah. it goes to show what their roster is like if two of the top three heels were just in a tag team together. Um and don't really have much single stuff recently. And that's not including Nikki Ash, who when we last saw her was a heel. Dewdrop, who I think was a heel last we saw her, I think. Mm-hmm. Um I think that's all the women on, on Raw. Yeah, there's not that many. Am I missing anyone? I don't think so. Well, Raquel is on Raw. Is she on Raw or is she on SmackDown now? I think she's on SmackDown because that's where Los Lotharios is, right? Yeah. Well, Los Lotharios were also on Raw, remember? For the bachelorette party thing? Mm, yeah, you're right. Let me see. Um, list of WWE personnel. This will be quick. Uh, did Dana Brooke, 24-7 champion, but, you know. Uh, Liv Morgan missing from that list. They consider Rhea Ripley a bigger baby face than Liv Morgan. Alexa okay. Bliss a bigger baby face than Liv Morgan. That's very. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Liv, in in our minds, and I'm sure the 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 internet's minds. Liv Morgan will be number two, just behind Bianca, especially yeah. after she just beat uh, Sasha Banks. Um, uh, Sonya, they they count as on the Raw roster, but I'm not gonna count her. And Tamina, Tamina's on SmackDown though, right? No. Oh, Tamina's oh, on Raw. Yeah, that's right. Cause she got the twenty four seven shit going on. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm interested to see what NXT women go up to Raw, because they've all go, gone to SmackDown so far. Um, but yeah. So that's all I've got. You want to talk about uh, tonight's Impact? All right. So first, we started with W. Morrissey coming out in the ring. Uh, he tweeted earlier that this was a, a big moment for him being back in 2300 Arena after what happened last time he was here, which, uh, how long ago was it, did he say? 2018, I believe it was. 2018, four so, years? yeah, four years ago today. 
uh, he he was carried off by EMTs in 2300 Arena, um, and so this was a big moment for him to come back here. So he says, it feels good to be back in this arena. It feels even better to be back in this arena on my terms. The last time I was here, I was not in control. I was taken out by EMTs in an ambulance. I was at the lowest point in my life. I had nowhere to go and nobody to go to. But tonight, I come back here clean, sober, in the very best damn shape of my life. For the very first time in my entire life, I can admit that I am not alone. That is because of all of you. So thank you for continuing to show me support. I was given a second chance. People gave me opportunities. And the good Lord knows I'm going to take full advantage of every single one of those. Then Brian Myers interrupts. And he says, well, boo freaking who? What exactly do you want? I want everyone to feel sorry for you. You were handed a golden opportunity that the boys in the back dream of. And let's be perfectly honest. You pissed it all away for a good time. The only one these people should feel sorry for is me. This man is a menace. He's been trying to sabotage my commentary career. Here's a little warning. History is going to repeat itself. Keep messing with me. You're going to wind up you're going to wind up half dead on the floor again. You got it? Another place, another time. So Morrissey then chases after Brian Myers, but then Chelsea Green comes out and stops Myers from getting off the BQE. Um Though then Matt Cardona comes out of nowhere and attacks Morrissey with the belt. And Myers uh, gets Morrissey up on the apron and together him and Cardona give a powerbomb onto the table. Um, then we get Deanna Perrazzo versus Willow Nightingale. Champ, champ, challenge. And not the most impressive match in the world. That was decently fun. Yes, I... Willow was um, fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so immediately we get a kick to the stomach of Willow and then some chops. Willow then slaps the shit out of Deanna's chest. Um, hits her with a bulldog. Um, we get a big shoulder tackle to Perazzo and then Nightingale starts kind of powering up um, only to be hindered by a boot to the face um, and then a standing moonsault. Um... You you would kind of think that's where it would end, but um, Nightingale ends up fighting off an armbar, which is usually like you know Deanna's thing. So I was like, oh hey, maybe something weird's gonna happen here. It doesn't. Um, she clubs Deanna several times before getting off the Baybreaker, and then Deanna counters a move from Willow, gets her into the Venus de Milo to win. It was a very quick match um, for what it should have been. I, I thought it's fitting because it makes an uphill battle for Mercedes because I'm sure Mercedes versus Willow was a much longer fight. And since Deanna took out Willow very quickly, um, it'll make it even more a babyface match for Mercedes. Um, I'm excited to see that match go down. When is that going to be? No idea. Oh, like it hasn't been planned yet? No. Um, then we have an interview with Mickey James, and Mickey says, We are just getting started. I was excited to wrestle Chelsea, but I'm about to give her an ass whooping. Oh, Huh? Chell Chell. Chell Chell. Uh, Chell Chell. 
Mick, uh, Chelsea then walks in and says, I don't need a person to kick your ass. Um, and then a brawl starts. Then we get a Moose and Josh Alexander video package. We get an interview with Tasha Steeles. She says, I know Rosemary likes to play mind games. We have a lot of history. Back to 2021 when she broke my tag team. Or she took my tag team championships. I didn't forget that. I'm at the top of the knockouts mountain because I am the knockouts world champion. I am so ready for Rosemary. that she's interrupted by Decay appearing on the TV. And Rosemary says, did you miss us, Tasha? Um, and then we go back to the ring for Jonathan Gresham versus Rocky Romero. And this, this was excellent. Yeah, this was a really fun match. Um, so we start with like a little handshake, um, as you do. And they get off some chops to one another. There's a drop kick to Romero. Um, Gresham gets a little bit of a, I think it's like a hammerlock on Rocky, um, as Eddie Edwards is looking on from backstage. Um, Rocky then lifts Gresham, slams him into the ground. We start chasing each other from corner to corner. It's like uh, Rocky spl- uh, splashes Gresham in one corner, Gresham splashes Rocky in the next corner. Um, Romero goes for sliced bread off of the buckles, but Gresham blocks. Can't block Yanzagiri, though. Um, Romero then ends up turning Gresham, countering a move from Gresham with sliced bread, um, then hits him with a knee. We get a kick to Romero from Gresham, and then a line salt off the middle rope onto Rocky, um, and then a suicide dive. And then, to round this match out, Gresham hits like a, I don't know, like a crucifix pin, but like not a crucifix pin. And he like hooks his leg around Rocky's leg to secure it. Yeah, it was. I didn't. I didn't know what to make of it. It was very wild, mm-hmm. um, but also really great. Yeah. Uh, if you at any point questioned Rocky Romero's wrestling ability and just thought he was a comedy act, watch this match because he, although he does do a couple comedy things in this, he's excellent. Really, really excellent. Yeah. Um, also, I should mention this now because I don't have it written down in my notes anywhere. Um, during BTI, the influence kicked out Caleb with the K. And turns out that's because Caleb with a K is no longer with Impact. Oh. He tweeted uh, today, I've spent the last two years with Impact. They gave me an opportunity while the whole world was shut down and it turned into some of the most fun I've ever had. I hate how it ended, but life is full of peaks and valleys. Thank you to everyone there, especially all the knockouts. Wow. Oh. Best of luck to Caleb and wherever he goes now. Sad. I wonder why it happened, but um. What do you mean why it happened? Like whether whether he left himself or because he says I hate how it happened. Um. Well, I think he's saying like, kind of playing into the kayfabe of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I hope maybe. Maybe he's goes to best friends. Might be a good place for him. Like a little cheerleader. I, I don't know. I think 
again, I think AW is so saturated that even like a personality like Caleb would just get lost in the mix. Um, I do think. But I'd love to see him do something fun. AW might need some more. Like, I I don't think they could have too many managers. Like maybe Caleb could be a manager for best friends. Maybe maybe just like Chris. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Um, so. Let's see where we got another Josh Alexander and Moose video package. Um, this wasn't the good one yet, uh, or maybe it was. No, I think the good one was just before the Honor No More stuff. Um, but then we get a promo with Mike Bailey. He's punching a punching bag, kicking it, whatever. Uh, in what looks like a house. Yeah, what? A, it's obviously in twenty three hundred, but. Unless Ace well, yeah, Austin... there's like the... hmm. Well, I was just gonna say that like it definitely was like not like there was like lighting and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. But still, it was like what? Yeah, unless uh, unless Ace Austin knows where uh, Mike Bailey lives, I would love that actually because <laughs> Ace Austin is trying so hard to get Mike Bailey to be with him. Mm-hmm. Um, also, fun fact about Dynamite. Before I, uh, actually, let me let me finish this first. Um, so Ace Austin walks in. and He says, "Our friend Fulton's situation is not looking good. Josh actually broke his ankle. It looks like it's just me and you." Um, Ace says, "Ah, me, you, and Trey." <laughs> Ace says, "Yeah, but it's just it's you and me." And. <laughs> Bailey says, I know exactly what you mean. And Ace says, yeah, I'm sure you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> I just, in my head, I'm thinking, like, I love the idea that if this is Mike Bailey's house, right? <laughs> Which it is not. But yeah. still, in our, like, little imaginary world, if this is Mike Bailey's house and Ace Austin just knows where he lives, mm-hmm. I love the idea that he walks in and Mike Bailey's just like, oh, a friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't need to knock. Yeah. Mike Bailey. Uh, I love Mike Bailey so much. He's the one true babyface in pro wrestling because he's nice to everyone, including the heels. Because a good, a true babyface will be nice to everyone. Nobody brings me joy quite like Mike Bailey. Yeah. And his just sweetness. Mm-hmm. What if Bailey turns on Ace? God, if Mike Bailey ever turned heel, I think I'd be personally offended. <laughs> like I would feel myself like actually like emotionally damaged. Who who do you want to win that match? That triple threat? Ace. Oh, Ace. I was gonna say Mike Bailey. I just feel like Ace deserves He's been around. He's gotten titles before though. But I think he deserves this one. Okay. At the end of the day, as long as Trey loses the title. I, I wouldn't be too upset if Trey kept it because he's had a, a pretty good title reign. He's had fun matches. His match against Steve I Macklin. I just think he's boring. I, I think he's kind of boring. It's because he's a baby face. You, you, you loathe baby faces. I do loathe baby faces, except for Mike Bailey. Wait, wait until he's a champion. Then you'll hate him. 
No, because if I keep getting oblivious Mike Bailey promos, then I'm going to love it. Where he's just like, yes, this is a friend as well that I'm fighting now. <laughs> well, you, you loved Hangman until he became champion. I, it, but also the thing is that Hangman became champion, and then I also realized that Hangman as a character is kind of a dickhead. But he's severely flawed. That's the whole story. Yeah, but he's like one of those people who's severely flawed and like makes no effort to fix it. Like he knows he's flawed and does not do anything about it. And it's like, eh. mm -hmm. that's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> You've annoyed me. Mm -hmm. um, so the fun fact about Dynamite that I was going to mention earlier. Um, apparently, Minoru Suzuki and Samoa Joe uh, exchanged a whopping 104 strikes. In their match. Uh, just in the beginning. That was just in the beginning. Ah. Yeah. Uh, I think Marion put it well. Trey Miguel's trying to be trying too hard to be the funniest guy in the division. It doesn't work. Yeah. I I like a good I like a baby face when they're like a victim. Like when he was getting tortured by Macklin, um, that was good. When he's like up against the wall, when a babyface has to climb, when they have to, when they have to like struggle, that's that's when a babyface is think, really good. I think that's what worked for Drew for a little while at the at the beginning, where it was like every match seemed like it actually like required some semblance of like emotional input from him mm -hmm. and physical input yeah whereas like i think i feel like when like face like baby faces like kind of like get by on just being like a little sweetheart or whatever it's like yeah all right well yeah when they're like yeah i'll fight you yeah um i'm trying okay. to think yeah, like Biggie kind of hit a wall at some point in his title reign. Um, well, his title reign was completely mismanaged. It was, but even like before the whole Brock situation, he he hit a bit of a wall. Oh, that's another piece of news I totally neglected to discuss. Yeah, why don't you why don't you mention it now? Since uh, yeah, um, just real quick, match. Brock Lesnar has been removed from uh, all. WWE advertising. Yeah. Um, originally, it was just um, backlash, but now it is everything. Mm -hmm. Which, by God, ding dong! I believe the witch is dead. I it probably has to do with some kind of changing creative. Might be happy with Roman's reign, and and probably maybe the deal was to give the title to Brock at Backlash in a rematch. But now that they unified the belts, they've got a lot of plans with Roman. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I'm not fine with that because I wanted Roman to, like, kind of... In a weird way, actually, now that Roman has become, like, this, like, completely unbeatable force, in a weird way, maybe I've just been Stockholm syndromed into it. I... I know. Hang on. Mm -hmm. It's sort of one of those things now where I'm like, 
how long can he have this belt for? Like, how long can he hold on to this? Yeah. I don't think he's... Like, like out of the two, out of him and Brock, he's definitely the, the more beatable. Because every, every match, he has to do something. Low blow, yeah. Usos, something. And you could think of so many more challengers to him than you could with Brock. Like Shinsuke, for example. I know Shinsuke is not going to win, but they could have a very entertaining match where there could be moments where Shinsuke can get a leg up. Rick Boogs comes out if, if he's feeling good, if he's recovered, and, you know, holds off the Usos. Um, Cody. Cody could take the belt from Roman. Drew could take the belt from Roman. Bobby Lashley. Braun Breaker could be a challenger. I don't think he's going to take the belt, but he could be a challenger. There's a lot of, there's a lot of options. Um, but going back to uh, uh, faces real quick. Miriam asks, are Jungle Express faces? Because their reign hasn't been all well, that interesting. Well, it depends. Christian, no. Jurassic Boy and Jungle Saurus, uh, they are 100% baby faces. Jurassic Boy and Jungle Saurus. You, you, you miss, must have missed it yesterday because I called them their tag team Jungle Boys. Oh, I. Um. Um. But when when they got the yeah, belts, in my heart. Hmm. I was gonna say in my heart they're fucking heels because I hate them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think they're baby faces. Christian is not a baby face. Christian is. Christian's a begrudging old man. Mm-hmm. Um. When they when they got the belts, remember there was that moment where all the heel tag teams came out and kind of like made eyes towards them and watched. From from the bleachers and everything, like they were, all of them came out. And if they if there was a moment in their reign when they were like, I don't know, facing so many tag teams, I know the triple threat, they had that, but they were the least interesting team there. They're they're kind of just like wet towels, wet blankets, like. Get like they're not struggling at all, in the slightest. Yeah, and against like teams that they really should have at least like kind of, it should have looked maybe like a, even a little bit iffy. It has n- at no point have I ever watched a Jungle Express match as of lately when they've had the titles where I've been like, oh maybe this is it. I don't know that triple threat. I thought they were gonna lose that thing for sure, but it's really yeah, but. It's the same. Sorry, it's the same with screenwriting. With screenwriting, uh, what you're told is to be a fucking asshole to your main character, like make their life hell. Same, same should go with babyface champions. Make their lives hell. It's happening with Adam Page. Uh, It happened with Drew McIntyre. You gotta like make them suffer. And their perseverance is what is interesting. Their fight is what's interesting. You've got to make them suffer, but unlike Adam Page, you've got to make them sufferable. Uh, I I disagree with you on the whole. Page is rapidly proving to be insufferable. 
I, I I definitely like I see where you're coming from, but I do disagree with you because I think it's also a, a fight with himself because he sees what he's doing with Dark Order and like trying to make amends, but it also helps that we're watching BTE and get that extra story. We don't get it on TV though. True, but I just even so I I don't know. I just I cannot stand him and i feel bad because i i liked him for a while but i can't stand him right now Mm -hmm. yeah but anyway back to impact so next up we have steve macklin versus alex shelley yes we do oh yes we do this was a lot of fun this was a good match um so we start with a headlock on macklin we start slapping some titties um shelley gets a front face lock on macklin and then a big elbow cuts shelley down uh, Macklin gets sent to the outside. Shelly lines up for something, but like he's like very clearly taking his time. Doesn't really want to do anything because Macklin's like laying on the ground. Um, he ends up not going for whatever it was he was going for uh, because Macklin doesn't get up. He then gets him back in the ring, stomps on his hand. Um, okay, that went about as well as I thought it would just wanted to itch my nose um so macklin ends up diving on to shelly uh who goes ringside um then we get an inverted time drop to macklin uh but a backbreaker is placed on shelly just kind of humbling the man um we get some boots to the face of macklin the macklin however gets shelly upside down spears him which usually would be the thing that like stops him Mm-hmm. Uh, but he doesn't get but Shelly kicks out um, then we get a kick out of the jaw to Macklin and a super kick and then a sliced bread because uh, tonight was just the nice sliced bread um, Shelly goes for shell shock but Macklin avoids it he goes face first into the turnbuckle though um, Macklin then takes Shelly off the apron hits him with a knee to the face then he goes for a knee to save him but Saban dodges it so Macklin lands on Shelly not great um, Saban, however, kind of, you know, uh, pays it back in that he distracts the ref while Shelly sends Macklin into the post. Um, he goes off an arena post for a uh, ringside slice bread. Shelly then wants the double stomp. He doesn't get that. He lands on his feet, though. Macklin takes him down, wants the dirty pin, but Saban stops him, knocks his feet off the ropes. And then we get a shell shock to Macklin for Shelly to win. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I, I just want more for Macklin and Impact. Dude puts on such great matches. Give him a title reign. Even X Division. Um, also, we're talking about the, the UK events, or the European events for WWE. Uh, the mm-hmm. the headlining matches were just released by WWE, and uh, headlining will be Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Um, I saw that, but I didn't see anything else. Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair, and RK Bro versus the Usos. Okay. I, I clearly. Okay. Clearly, they see Drew McIntyre as like the big, the big face in WWE, and he's also British. 
Oh, not British, Scottish. Yeah, but they they've had in in live events before had him going against. I think at the the um, the Madison Square Garden show, it was Drew versus Roman. So yes, it was. I wonder if maybe that's if that's it. If that's if that's the boy. I think it's either him or Bobby because with Bobby it all depends on how his feud with Omos goes. If if he beats Omos, yeah. then Bobby's going for that title. If he doesn't, then I fucking know what he's gonna do then. <laughs> Go after fucking uh Finn Bauer <laughs> or Austin Theory. <laughs> after Monday Finn won't have shit to go after, so that's true. Alright, so then um, we get a promo with Madison Reigns. Madison says, uh, she's on the phone, she says, we got rid of him, he served his purpose regarding Kale with a... Excuse me. Kale with a K. Um, then Giselle Shaw walks in, she says, I wanted to, I wanted to say sorry about your loss. Um, Madison's like, but I won my match tonight. Giselle says, I was thinking more about how you couldn't keep Caleb around. Madison replies, not that it's any of your business, but we fired him. At Multiverse of Matches, we walked out, still tag team champs. You were there, uh, so we will be just fine without him. And Giselle just says, we'll see about that. Um, Then we get a long-ass promo with Honor No More, which seems like for no reason... So, Eddie Edwards is on the mic, and he says, I can feel it. Can you guys feel the history in this building? This building is where ECW was born. Philly, the city that birthed Ring of Honor. The Philly faithful. The fans who are the most passionate fans in all of pro wrestling. The thing is, Honor No More, we we know that is not the truth. The truth is, while some say most passionate, we know you are indeed the most fickle fans in all of pro wrestling. You are all the spoiled, entitled, ungrateful little brats. All you care about is when I'm going to get my next shiny. And they started yelling at him, and he just shouts, Shut up! Matt, uh, Mike Bennett gets on the mic, says, Shut your mouths. Just like Eddie said, this building is a birthplace of Ring of Honor, of ECW. But what you might not realize, this place is the birthplace of Mike Bennett. I made my Ring of Honor debut in this building. You know what they have in common? Each and every one of you turned your back on them. Uh, you turned your back on all of us. Matt Taven then gets on the mic. And he says, But you never turned our back on one another. Or we never turned our back on one another. We had no idea we are surrounded by a bunch of hypocrites that run off when someone gentrified the scene like the lemmings you are. Uh, But my fans, they never left. And then you hear, like, screeching in the crowd, and it's, it's all of Matt Taven's fans. Uh, he says, look around, I have plenty of fans that follow the trend right here to Impact. Something that's not a trend is honor no more. We are here to stay and succeed. And I'm Matt Taven. <laughs> yeah, I had to fucking throw that in. <laughs> uh, so Bullet Club then walks out. And Jay White says, a lot of talking and it sounds like you, Matt Taven, and honor no more, you think you're the best. We know that's not true. You know that's not true. Philly knows that's not true. All of us know that Bullet Club is the best. 
uh, Gallows says, Jay, that's a great point. Honor No More needs to send out a Bullet Club. Thank you. Um, especially the Kingdom. We put you on the map by handing you your asses in Japan in 2015. So all this talk has got you on a fast track to a magic killer because Impact is Bullet Club's house. Um, Miriam said those two ladies in front row screaming for Matt Taven sat near me during final battle and were also screeching for him then and it was an experience. God, so they really are like his biggest fans. Unless he's paying them. I think he's paying them to follow him around. Imagine. Um So Carl Anderson then gets on the mic and he just says, Hi Maria. Gets a big reaction from the crowd. Matt Taven or Mike Bennett gets like all pissed. <laughs> Dude, if Carl Anderson had said hi to me, I would also hope that people would get pissed off. I don't know. There's just something about him. <laughs> I don't like that dude. Uh, he says, there's so much talk about shiny new toys. You guys are like the old toys nobody wants to play with. The Bull Club are like the coolest toys okay. in the to toy box. Sure. Uh, Bull Club is simply just too sweet. Maria grabs the mic. She says, you're too sweet, can go right here, on my ass. You just have it Dude, wrong. Hmm. When she said that, Jay White's face was just, I was like, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> we're not doing that right now. Uh, she said, uh, you have it, you just have it wrong, Honor No More is here to stay, Honor No More is for life. Play on Bullet Club for life. Uh, Chris Bay gets on the mic. He says, I'm going to be honest. We can go line for line. But do you just want to fight about it? So Bullet Club then gets in the ring and a whole brawl breaks out. Take it outside the ring and PCO moonsaults and everyone. Jonah then comes out for the main event, which is Jonah versus PCO 2. The beefening. Yes, sir. Um, pardon me. Okay, scrolling on the wrong side of my screen. Doing great. So we get a flying forearm to Jonah and then a boot to PCO's face. PCO is doing what PCO does, which is mostly no selling shit. Excuse me? Yeah, what, what, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? Um, a certain robot tried to turn on on my computer just now. Oh, Siri. Can't say it. I'm, I'm hearing the neighbors playing some kind of music. One of them's playing an instrument. I want neighbors that aren't fucking obnoxiously loud. <laughs> Anyways. It, and, like, the thing is that they were never always like this. Like, I remember we had a quiet apartment at one point in time. Yeah, we can go on about our neighbors, but let's not do it on the podcast. That's what this podcast is for. Is it? Yeah, sure. It's our podcast. It doesn't really matter, does it? Um, so then PCO grabs some duct or gaff tape, rather. It really wasn't duct tape. Um, and literally tapes his neck. Yeah. To like keep stabilize it, it. Yeah, you, you um, keep it in place. Doesn't really mean too much because the tape doesn't stick to his sweaty body. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Jonah flies off the apron at him. 
back in the ring, we get some crushing of the ribs of PCO until PCO fights free with some elbows. Um, he still ends up getting a clothesline to the back of the head, though. Um, Jonah buckle bombs PCO, who no-sells it. Um, hits Jonah with a clothesline. Jonah then catches and maneuvers uh, PCO into position for a pile driver. And then PCO no-sells it. Um, we get some diving headbutts to Jonah. Um, three to be exact. And then PCO gets the moonsault off the top rope, but Jonah absolutely skadoodles his ass out of the way, sending PCO into the ground. Um, and then PCO goes for the deanimator, but Jonah bops away, uh, goes ringside um, to dump him into the barricade, and then he hits him with the, two, the, the, the tsunami to win. Yeah. My brain was going to try to say the Tusami, which is not the word. The Tusami. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's all. That's all of impact today. Well, Jonah, after the match, grabs a chair and tries to keep beating down on PCO, even does a tsunami onto the chair. But PCO continues to live. Can't kill him. Um, didn't, didn't like PCO no selling a tombstone. Have, yeah, especially if your neck is like fucked and you gotta tape it. Should have at least been a two count. But um, so uh, stick around, everyone. After our best of the night, we'll be doing predictions for New Japan Pro Wrestling's Windy City Riot, which uh, we should pull up the card for that. Um, so you want to talk about the best of the night? I'll talk about the best of a night. Tonight, please? No. Okay. Uh, So, promo of the night. I think it was Morrissey's promo. I thought that was excellent. Sure. Yeah, thought that was great. (laughs) Alright, cool. Said and done. Alright, so, wrestler of the night. I'm going to give you three options. You ready? Okay. Uh, Jonah, Rocky Romero, and Jonathan Gresham. Gresham. Agreed, agreed. All right, so now let's cover a match of the night. As always, go from the worst match to the best match of the night. And we'll talk about which one is the match of the night. So starting with the worst match of the night, uh, which wasn't that bad. So, it's a 5 out of 10. Deanna Prazo versus Willow Nightingale. Um, then, 6 out of 10. Jonah versus PCO. It was a pretty fun match. Then, 7 out of 10. Steve Macklin versus Alex Shelley. It was a very, very fun match. Um, which makes me very excited for uh, their triple threat. And finally, my pick for match of the night, Jonathan Gresham versus Rocky Romero, 8 out of 10. You agree? I concur. All right. All right, you ready to do our predictions? Yeah, let me try to do something here, because it's going to be really hard for me to type these up if I don't have this laptop in front of me. Okay, let me pull up... um... Windy City Riot, where is that? Okay. I hope this is all the matches. Alright. 
So, and none of us have any predictions made yet, so this will be on the fly. Alright, so Windy City Riot predictions. First match uh, is Kevin Knight and the DKC versus Chaos, which is Rocky Romero and Wheeler Yuta. Um, I'm going with Wheeler Yuta and Rocky Romero. I am as well. Um, also, before we move on, uh, if you have a question for our questions, Q&A, AMA, TNA, BNA, uh, leave it in the chat now. We'll answer it uh, after our predictions. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. We'll get to it in the next one. And if you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast to chat with us live. All right. Next up. Uh, we've got LA Dojo, which features Clark Connors, Carl Fredericks, and Yuya Uemura versus The Factory, which is Aaron Solo, Nick Camarado, and QT Marshall. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. Uh. Clark Connors is uh-huh. as much as I got there. Carl Fredericks. Okay. And Yuya Uemura. Okay. Versus the factory. All right. I will go with Clark and team. That's who I'm going with as well. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, so that... It looks like that Kevin Knight-DKC Chaos match, it says it's a dark match. Yes, well, it is. We've seen dark matches on New Japan TV before. Yes. So if we see it on TV, we'll count it. But if, if, if it actually is like a dark, dark match then we won't count it. We might still be able to find out the result. Yeah. All right, are you ready for the next one? Ready. So, Alex Coughlin. Uh, I'll go the pace in which you type. Okay. Alex Coughlin, Chris Dickinson. Okay. Fred Rosser. Okay. Josh Alexander. Okay. And Ren Narita. Okay. Versus Team Filthy. Which has Black Tiger, Danny Limelight, Jarrell Nelson, J.R. Kratos, and Royce Isaacs. I'm going to go with Team One. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with that as well. There's too many big names on that team to fail. I can't imagine anyone on that team getting pinned by anyone on Team Filthy. All right, so next up, a non-title match between Yuji Nagata and Tom Lawler. Oh, this one's tough. Um, I'm going to go with Nagata. 
Oh, okay. Then I, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the opposite of you. I'm gonna go Tom Lawler. Okay. So then we have a twelve-man tag match. <laughs> but you could just write this as Bullet Club versus United Empire. Or Bullet Club and Scott Norton versus United Empire. So the teams are Chris Bay, Doc Gallows, El Fantasmo, Hikaleo, Carl Anderson, and Scott Norton versus Aaron Hanare, Great O'Conn, Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and TJP. Oh, God. I'm going with United Empire. Mm, it's tough. United Empire is like the big dogs. Bull Club's got Scott Norton. And they're, they're like major players right now. I'm going to say Bull Club. Fuck it. Get. Fuck it. Fuck it. So next we have a six-man tag team match. Uh, Chicago Street Fight. Which is Finn Juice and Brody King. Whomst? Yes, Juice Robinson is one of his last matches in New Jersey. Stop. Japan. Heartbreaking. No one else wants to wrestle. Fuck you, Juice. All right. Sorry. All right. Keep... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm being selfish. I'm, I'm sad. Uh, so it's Finn Juice and Brody King versus TMDK and Bad Dude Tito. TMDK is Jonah and Shane Haste. Yes. I'm. Who are you gonna say? I'm gonna be a dick about this. Okay. I'm choosing Finn Juice and Brody King because my God, they need to win. I'm. I'm going the same, picking Finn Juice and Brody King. Now we can make two predictions with this one match here. The U.S. of J. Open Challenge: Jay White versus Mystery Opponent. First of all, who do you think is going to win? Jay. Agreed. Who do you think the mystery opponent is? I think his last opponent was Swerve. Um. I think. Blake Christian. Blake Christian. Okay. Blake Christian's fucking everywhere. You're right, you're right. I'm gonna say... Oh, should I be fucking cheeky? Oh, should I should I just throw a fucking pitch to God right now? Yeah, go for it, bud. His last mystery opponent was Swerve. That's a big name. I'm gonna say his mystery opponent. Oh, it's somebody... It's also somebody who could eat a loss. I wanna say Cesaro. But I don't think Cesaro's eaten the loss to Jay White. Um, hmm. Man, I don't know. Say Blake, Blake Christian is a good answer. 
Can't be Moxley because Moxley's on the show. Um, yeah. Wait, Figure is... it out, buddy. I'm going to say Killer Cross. Oh, okay. All right, so next up we have Tomohiro Ishii versus Minoru Suzuki. Um, hang on. Uh, all right, Tomohiro Ishii versus Minoru Suzuki. Um, I'll go with Minoru. I'm going with Ishii. Ishii's got his rebellion match. Um, Suzuki just lost uh, against Joe. Yeah, you probably have to make the right choice. Um, so finally, we have John Moxley versus Will Ospreay. This one is tough. It's not. Um, because if you hate Will Ospreay, you won't vote for him. And that but, is why my vote is with John Moxley. But it's also New Japan. They could go to a time limit draw. That is a very realistic option. Okay. I think I don't know if they would want Will Ospreay to take a loss to Mox. But at the same time, what's Osprey doing? Oh, he's got he's challenging for the US belt. But would Tony Khan loan out Mox to eat a loss to Osprey? I'm saying Osprey. He's got a title match coming up at Dontaku. Dontaku is like months away. Or a month, I think. Like, it's end of May. So Osprey has time for us to all forget that he lost here. <laughs> I'm still going to say Osprey. Okay. We're, we also need to factor in Francesco Akira, who could help. Sure. He's not booked on the show, so he could very well help Osprey in this match. Okay. All right. So those I'll are. Word for it. So those are predictions for Windy City Riot. We'll be covering that Saturday night. Um. After the show is over. And uh, for those who are new to our predictions, for every incorrect prediction, uh, we have to do a dive of hot sauce, and whoever gets the most correct predictions is crowned the Pinfall Podcast Pinfall Podcast Prediction Champion and deal any punishment to the loser. I believe you are the reigning champ. Um, so we'll see if that changes on Saturday. All right. Uh, you want to answer some questions? I will answer one question. You know, you make things difficult by just saying you'll only answer one. You know that? What can I say? Say you'll answer more than one. 
Um, Alright, so Miriam has a question in chat. She says, what's been your favorite promo this whole week across all wrestling shows you've watched? Ooh. Oh, that's tough. Just this week. Mark's going to have better answers for this because Mark takes notes on these things and I have the memory of a goldfish. We also got to remember NXT and Raw... I don't remember if there are any good promos on Raw. Miz and uh, Cody had a good segment. That was pretty good. My favorite promo right now is just Kevin Owens being gaslit by Ezekiel. Yeah, but that. I think that's pretty much where I'm at. That hasn't. Has it happened yet? Is he Raw or SmackDown? He's Raw. What are you talking about? That's like the whole Ezekiel storyline. Is Kevin Owens like saying it's Elias and it's not Elias? No, but I'm asking if it's Raw or SmackDown. It's Raw. I, that's okay. why I'm talking about it. Okay. I, I didn't take notes on Raw, so I don't remember what happened. I know, but what I'm saying is I'm not talking about a promo that hasn't happened because I right I know I, I I know it's happened I'm just trying to remember if it was Monday or Friday um that whole storyline is good what happened on NXT something oh one, one thing I did really enjoy it's a series of promos it was all of the tag teams in the gauntlet making their case for winning it and then drawing their their number that's something mm. I wish they did more for Gauntlet stuff, Royal Rumble. It's people drawing numbers. Didn't they used to do that for Rumble? They did. Or sometimes. Like, they would have select people draw numbers from yeah. the Tumblr. Well, obviously not all 30 or whatever. Yeah. They should do that more often. Um, were there any good promos on Dynamite? No, there are barely promos on Dynamite, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. But I'm I'm still gonna go with uh, Miz and Cody because I remember Cody came out and Miz was immediately just like, "Really, you need that much pyro?" <laughs> he said, "There goes our whole pyro budget for the month." <laughs> and then they had their back and forth. Uh, Cody was talking about like the belt, and Miz was like, "A belt is something you hold up your pants with." <laughs> Cody's like, "Title, whatever." And then he said, "Wrestlers." And then Miz was like, superstars, they're superstars. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think my favorites are uh, just Kevin Owens getting made fun of, mostly. Yeah. I think they're fucking hilarious. Because I, I, if there's anybody who w does a great job of being like, thinking he's the smartest guy in the room, it's Kevin Owens. Yeah, yeah. They, they gotta have an Elias lookalike come out. And have them both in the ring together. That'd be so funny. Yeah. God. I want Ezekiel to like have like a guitar and be like, oh, I, I don't know how to play this. And Kevin Owens is just like, yes, you do. You do. <laughs> yeah. He just hands the guitar to him and says, play something. And Ezekiel's like, what? I don't play guitar. <laughs> God. And also, there's so many opportunities. There's so much fun we could have with this. 
and the possibility of KO and Sammy getting back together. Yeah, I know. That alone is very much like, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. All right. That's all the questions we have. Liz, would you like to close out the show? Yes. If you tuned in tonight, thank you so much. If you tune in, in the future, thank you so much. Um. Yep. Uh, please tune in on Saturday to watch us talk about Windy City Riot. Um, we'll be doing it right after the show. Yeah. So you can come hang. Late. Please stop. <laughs> um, then Sunday we have our uh, Money in the Bank pay-per-view for excuse me, uh, WWE 2K22. Then we'll be back on Tuesday for our regular 2K22 stream. And then um, Wednesday and Thursday will be our regularly scheduled Dynamite and Impact post shows. So, got a lot going on this this weekend as well as next week. So please stay tuned for all of it and follow and subscribe to us. Show us some support and some love. Uh, All of our stuff is the Pinfall Podcast. That's Spotify, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. I've updated the Spotify. Look at you. And also, there's a brand new episode of the UPF. Go to upfworld.com if you enjoy competition or uh, Pokemon or competition that's like professional wrestling done in video games. It's a lot of fun. Great stuff. I have the main event this, this month. So definitely and I'm the out. host. You are the host. Uh, thank you all so much for watching. We'll see you all on Saturday for Windy City Riot. Have a great rest of your night and weekend. See you on Saturday. Bye-bye.